0: And then they saw me in a bra and that was it.
1: What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You're listening to Single Podcast Theory. I'm Brad Lyons.
2: And I am Brad Blazek, back again.
1: Episode 147, Riot Act, take two. Hmm. you ready to dig into this one again? I am.
2: Yeah, I haven't listened to this in a long time, so I'm kind of ready for this episode. Yeah, I think
1: I went through a Riot Act phase around a year ago
2: and I haven't touched mm-hmm. it since so this is going to be great yeah part of it is you know I'm on this like vinyl kick so I'm trying trying to avoid stuff that I know I'm going to get on vinyl so I can listen to it on vinyl right does that make sense yeah for sure so I haven't I haven't listened to Riot Act in a while I still do want to get it on vinyl but I'm breaking my rule for the show for all you people for all the peeps could you i was going to ask you this about riot act uh, but anything in general can you with your setup there in the studio could you could we listen to a vinyl or no no
1: work? because we don't have i mean there's just not a turntable in this room okay all right well it'd be cool though
3: Hmm.
1: maybe uh i'll look at bringing my turntable in and just routing it and seeing if that works.
2: That'd be cool. I've thought about doing a Patreon, like th- a thing for patrons only. I think I might have told you this, but like, like just record like a five minute video of myself talking about my records, like showing them, not yeah. showing off, but yeah. showing that showing them off. I guess. Sure.
1: And You're about, you are gonna do like a
2: little Vanna, Vanna White? kind of presentation (laughs) with each one yes yes i'm gonna put on a sparkly dress
1: you think most of the people that listen to us know who vanna white is i mean everyone knows who that Mm -hmm. is right even if you're young
2: i think so i yeah i i'm sure there's there's no i don't know probably Probably not not if you're you're young though right right yeah i think we have more people our age listening but yeah you're probably right there's probably some people who don't know who vanna white is our age what does that mean brad (laughs) you know late to mid 30s yeah exactly
1: (laughs) well we are an all pearl jam podcast if it's your first time here thanks for listening we're going to talk about riot act for a second time i I meant to look up when that first riot act episode happened i can't remember what it was i should have looked at that i'm the
2: worst you doing all right man uh Yeah. Actually, I'm doing pretty good. I'm on vacation. I've been on vacation for like the last four days, and then I'm off all this week. Oh, for real? Yeah. The way my schedule worked out. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm able to take like six days off, and it turns into like 10 days because I like butted up my two right, days off of each week. Each so, week. Yeah. Dude, I used to We're love going, that in the retail days. How are you, Brad Lyons? I'm good, man.
1: Thanks for asking. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> don't lie. Come no, on. I'm good. I uh, <laughs> We've had been in the studio all weekend. I'm just tired because I literally, like, the band left, I don't know, an hour and a half right. before we got on, yeah. and I had to, like, clean up the studio, and it was like a – it was great. It's not a complaint at all. It's just, um, you know, two two full days in the studio – Getting drums, all the electrics and bass for the first song of uh, a new record for somebody, so those first couple of days are always of a new record are always the hardest because you, that's when you're figuring out kind of what works as far as the process you take with building the songs. you know what I mean you, you're kind of yeah. doing everything for the first time yeah. for that record and now we've kind of been through the first weekend and kind of lear- learned how we're going to track guitars and how we're going to track ba- uh, guitar and bass and all that or I'm sorry drums and bass and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like now that we got all the like really hard work out of the way now this first weekend, we kind of like
2: know where we're heading when we come back in 2 weeks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you ever been part of an album that like started out like great and then just by the end it's completely falling apart for whatever reason no oh, god that'd be terrible <laughs>
1: oh i feel like i don't know i and not because of me what i'm about to say but i i feel like it's always they always get better i'm always oh, cool. i'm always surprised at how much better some
2: projects turn out than i thought they would you know mm. hmm oh that's cool i mean it's probably kind of weird at first and then you kind of get in the swing of things
1: yeah well i mean i think at the beginning too like now i'm at the point where the people i'm working with are just a lot better right so that's the hard thing about learning to be an engineer and i wish i'd kind of understood the way this worked a little bit better walking into it but you kind of it's like everything else you kind of have to you kind of have to you have to suck for a while. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean it's like it, it's yeah. it's weird because I thought like I've got all this history and music like so far in my life as a player as a songwriter and and so I've learned so much that obviously I, I didn't think it would translate straight into getting better at engineering and production but it helps a little bit but you're kind of starting all over again. So mm. it's like, but those bad projects that I used to have to do made, be, made me a better mixer. and by And when I'm mixing my own stuff, I mean, and by mixing my own stuff and getting better at that, I figured out everything that I was doing wrong on the engineering tracking side. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, totally. So, like,
1: as I'm trying to mix one one of my own productions, and like, I'm constantly having like problems with the snares being in phase or shit like that. uh, That stuff can be really hard to fix, but I learned how to fix it, and then I knew how to set up the mics a better way next time by fucking it up before (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) yeah and so I don't know and now I'm at the point where I feel like I've got really good songwriters that I believe in as far as like their worth work ethic and taking it seriously but also having fun and so therefore my job is so much easier because now I know how to mic a drum kit really well right so I don't have to think about that anymore and I can just concentrate on getting that drummer to play the best performance he can play. You know what I mean? And it just makes the whole yeah. process so much easier. Yeah, so totally. I'm I'm really excited about the work that I have going on right now, which is really just stuff I was supposed to start a few months ago that's just now, you know, we're trying to get back into the swing of things in a way that's, you know, safe and, and whatever, but not... Um, we gotta work <laughs> you know what i'm saying right oh yeah gotta figure
2: it out so let's talk about pearl jam did you see that they're going to release the posters from the postponed shows i did see that
1: that looks pretty dope uh, did you did you look at them i did not every single one of them but i did yeah look through
2: them uh, they're they're for the most part they're kind of like mm, whatever there's a couple bangers the apollo theater one is fucking awesome and then oh i can't remember is it oregon or cincinnati it's the one where it's like old-timey poster right you know what i'm talking about i think so i mean i just flipped it's got it's i'm not a poster guy like you i mean i love the i love the posters but it's got each each song title is basically on the poster and then there's like a picture you know what it kind of looks like in a in a weird way the gnr lies cover where the that album oh, right. cover is yeah. you know what i'm talking about it's yeah. all like um the headlines and then a picture of each band member that's how this poster is and it's kind of hard. they're kind of fuzzy um but that one's that <laughs> one's really cool uh, that's just a they, funny, they that are, sounds like a funny re- dis- re- description for <clears> a poster <throat> well they didn't real they didn't release like each separate one where you can like look at it as a picture they released it as like a slideshow right so people like pause the slideshow take a screenshot and then upload that image right so it's just a shitty screenshot that's been cropped or whatever but man the nashville one oh what it's rough oh really It's rough now now
1: so you're a poster guy now do you think yeah kind of any of this kind of I mean, dude, if you're uh, gonna like, how long will you wait in line for a poster? (laughs) Yeah, hours. But dude, okay, you're a poster guy. If you're if you are willing to wait in line for that long for a thing, Mm -hmm.
2: then no, I'm a save my money guy. Because what you don't understand is. I can get a poster for thirty-five bucks if I wait in line for a few hours. If I miss out, that poster could be like five hundred dollars. Yeah, but you're still
1: missing what I'm saying. You, he's like, I just go uh, wait hours in line. I'm out. Pay hundreds of dollars more <laughs> yeah. online. Nope, not gonna I'm happen. Just saying there's, I'm just not gonna have are, posters because I'm not a the, poster guy. You, yeah, 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 have I, just yeah. displayed it's exhibit a right here you're a poster guy yeah
2: but there's levels there's definitely levels of poster guys and i am at the bottom level
1: that might be true but you're still a poster guy that's all i'm saying right i mean yeah
2: yeah 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 i yeah i'm totally a
1: poster guy i think they're pretty cool but i just can't i can't stay in lines for that long man i go fucking crazy do you now my original question was going to be this do you mm-hmm. think that you are less excited about them? Now what if you, okay, what if you had gotten up to the merch line to see the posters mm-hmm. for the first time would you'd still think they I'm sucked? It.
2: I yes. I I've got a few. Well, I've got one. The Memphis 2014. Okay. Is not very pleasing to
1: the eye so you really do like judge the art it's not about the experience of waiting in line and getting to see them and grab (laughs) them
2: yeah it's both it's yeah but i'm if i got up there and was like oh god that's awful i'm still buying it
1: yep poster guy brad the poster guy (laughs) blazik what am i like that I've, there's got to be something i'm like that with uh mm. starbucks nope starbucks come on man i don't know that there's anything that i'm like that with what would i wait for well that's not true when i was younger i mean you just can't do this anymore but i mean i would go get in line at midnight for record releases
2: but that's not hours yeah. in
1: line usually i mean
2: yeah but that that's a good um they're similar though how do you, yeah that's a good um i guess i can't think of the word i don't know what's wrong with me dude are you i can't i just can't think of words when i want to (laughs) but there's a word i'm thinking of that's like okay you either wait in line for six hours or you get up in the middle of the night to go buy a record like those are both two different but still crazy things yeah. So how, they're, what they're do you analogous do, to each what's other? What's the word? Yeah, there you go. An analogous. There's another word that I'm thinking, but see, you just like came right up with that. Yeah. Well, I mean I wonder if there's a word for this thing I have where when I try to think of a specific word, it just completely goes out of my mind.
1: Uh I don't know, maybe
2: aneurysm?
1: <laughs> stroke mild stroke yeah i'm having yeah maybe that's it i'm having a mild stroke L- lack of uh oxygen to the
2: brain i don't know could be lots but of things yeah with you, man the st louis poster is pretty cool right on yeah those are the two you know obviously i want to get the two the nashville and the st louis right But for sure they are that probably by the time people are hearing this, they probably have been announced either when they're going on sale or they're already on sale. I really think the 10th is going to be when they announce that they're going on sale. So depending on when this episode comes out, you might already have heard about it.
1: I mean, I'm I'm expecting this thing to be out easily by September. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Twenty twenty one. I mean, does,
2: should we? Does that bring up another t- subject we should talk about? How you? Oh your yeah, time yeah. is a little more valuable. Yeah. I, or, so or just taken up. F- long story. Sh- we have an SPT announcement.
3: Huge, <laughs> huge, huge, huge <laughs> announcement. <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: old Brad Lyons, the old the old quarantine <laughs> was a little too rough. <laughs> on, on business for Lions. So I've had to go pick up another part-time job, like many, many people have had to do. But I was lucky enough to be able to find one fairly quickly. I know a lot of people aren't that lucky. So all that being said, I've added another job to my workload, at least temporarily, to kind of get me out of this spot. And so we're going to go to every other week. Or let's put it this way. We're only gonna. Um, what's the word for it? Mm-hmm. See now, I can't think of the uh, of a word. <laughs> um, it might there might be weeks where we do every week, but I don't know. It's a you know don't want to let people down and just like throw shit out there whenever when we've pretty much been right. doing it Monday since we started so or every Monday since we started so temporarily there will be we will be going to every other week so I can right. make some damn money. And then get back to making records, hopefully. Either that or I'll go be a goat herder in
2: Wales (laughs) and just peace out. No, I wouldn't do that. I was thinking of maybe doing some like bonus-type episodes when we can't record. But then that idea got completely shot to hell when I learned how bad I am at just talking. <laughs> How'd you learn that, Brad? Oh, I brought the idea up to my podcasting partner, and he was like, Oh, oh, oh no, no, you were not doing that. Uh, okay. See, now I have to defend <laughs> myself because you make me sound like a complete <laughs>
1: prick. <laughs> and I think yeah, yes. our, at least our regular <laughs> listen, listeners know that you're full of shit. <laughs>
2: That I would never let me tell just, you. Let me ask you a question. Did I bring up the the idea of trying to fill in? Yes or no? You did. Okay. And did you shoot that down? Yes or no? Uh, <laughs> at the moment, yes.
1: <laughs> but it wasn't that simple. You make it sound like, hey. Uh, no.
2: All right. So uh, speaking of podcasts, Eddie's was on a couple the last few weeks We should talk about. Yeah, why
1: don't you talk about it, Brad? Why don't you? Oh, I've got lots to say. But yeah,
2: go on. Defend yourself. No, it's because you can't edit. So your your suggestion
1: to me was just was to
2: to give you more work to do. Right.
1: Well, exactly. Because you don't know how to edit. But you were like, okay, well, I'll just talk right and send well, yeah. you just one big long file and and right. yeah i'm not gonna lie not because you <laughs> you you turn in what i'm
2: saying you said you said oh god i'll have to listen to the whole thing to know where to edit oh, out your god. bullshit. you have totally you i don't know why i <laughs> fall
3: for it dude
1: I just, I just so totally easy. go down the path with yeah. you, and like defend <laughs> myself, and you yeah. just keep being a <laughs> asshole, and I keep taking it. Not, and I'm not even taking it seriously, I but just, I can't help it.
2: <laughs> I, know, I know, I'm the same way, but you don't do it to me. Uh <laughs> That's true. But you can't see me like grinning ear to ear oh, I as I'm asking. Oh you I th- can't. Yeah, that's <laughs> so you know I'm fucking with you. <laughs> well,
1: hopefully if you were saying those things for real, what an asshole you would be if you were laughing yeah. while saying it. Right. <laughs> if I really meant it. Right. If you meant it, yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, So where are we? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about – Eddie was on another sports ball podcast.
2: Yes. Um, Joe Buck and Goldie Hawn's daughter – son, I think. um, They have a podcast called Daddy Issues, and they have people on every week talking about their fathers and how their lives were affected by their fathers. Um, If you don't know, Joe Buck is a NFL – And I think he does baseball too, but he's a uh, commentator. Um, Yeah, I had never heard of him before. That's that's that. that I get that, but that sounds so crazy to me. Yeah, because he's up there with like the you know, the top five. I know a lot of he's one of those guys that like a lot of people fucking hate.
1: Oh, that's why he's probably that's probably why he's he's popular.
2: Um, but his dad was a real famous baseball commentator too oh right on um but yeah they had eddie on the show and everyone needs to go listen to it if you haven't already i don't i guess we didn't ever talk about this i don't think so um but yeah he tells some great stories it's not all sports stuff you know um but it is a lot of sports stuff but it's (laughs) eddie you know sure yeah uh but he tells a really 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 great story about his his real dad like they get into you know the old story that everybody knows about why alive was written right but then he tells some new stuff that's come up in the last few years and it's kind of mind-blowing really so yeah wow yeah maybe it's pretty cool it's a good story i can't wait to listen to it. how Um, long is it it's it's up there it's a couple hours
1: Oh, that's perfect! I love it. That's great. Yeah, but it's it's Eddie. I can't wait to listen the first, to it. T-
2: man, the first ten minutes or so are a little rough Why? because it's just the two. It's the two guys talking before they bring. It's kind of like what we're doing. Oh, fast like, forward, fast forward, like, like everyone else yeah, is doing right now too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, if you can get to where Eddie comes on and starts talking, you're good. I can get there. Uh, um, and there's another one. Ryan Dempster is a former Chicago Cub, and he does a podcast called Off the Mound. And he had Eddie on just a few days ago. Um, that one's only thirty or forty minutes. And Ryan Dempster's a really funny dude. That's cool. I didn't know he was. On I haven't two. listened to that one. I haven't listened to that one yet.
1: See, just. Because I don't know anything about sports, I've missed out on two Eddie Vedder right. podcasts.
2: Yeah, yeah. Daddy Issues is the one you really want to check out. Cool. Yeah, I will do that as asap.
1: Uh, what else we got? Anything else?
2: Uh, I'm trying to think if there's been any other big news. I don't think there has. I can hear someone like screaming at their their phone right now. Oh, sure. How can you not talk about this? Again, I don't that think probably happens also
1: yeah <laughs> yeah uh all right cool well, should we jump into the emails before we take a listen to riot act yeah yeah right, right, let's, let's talk about some it. emails all right who's up first
2: john s writes in rad brads i just caught up on the podcast you guys continue to do an amazing job with the show Thanks for all the entertainment and nerdy Pearl Jam goodness you keep churning out during these times where distraction is definitely needed. I really love the ultimate Pearl Jam episode. I'm sure you've gotten a lot of emails of people sharing their track listing, and I've done so as well. See below. But that's not what I'm writing in about. I have another super nerdy Pearl Jam fun time project that you may be interested in. And the project is, how many Pearl Jam songs have you seen live? For some of my favorite bands, I will look up all the set lists of shows I've gone to and see how many different songs I've seen live. I did this a while back with Pearl Jam. I've only seen them six times. I know that's not a lot compared to many diehards, but it's what I've been able to manage. Yet in those six shows, I've seen 89 different songs. Isn't that insane? Just for comparison, I've seen Tool nine times and have gotten 31 different songs. Nine Inch Nails uh, have delivered 52 different songs over five shows. Not knocking other bands, but I think it's just a testament to how amazing Pearl Jam are and how varied their set lists are. They make they really make an effort to make sure each show is special in its own way. I wonder how many Tool songs they've played live. I'm also interested in looking in... <clears throat> I'm also interested in looking at what are the rarest songs that I've witnessed. Just some nerdy data experiments that might take up some time and keep you off social media and the news for a while. I've attached a link to my spreadsheet in case you're interested, and I'm curious how many different songs you guys have seen over the course of your shows. Thanks for all your Pearl Jam goodness. It's the content I crave. Hell yeah, man. John Salinas. John Salinas. So I was looking at his google sheet Mm -hmm. so he's seen them six times over from 95 to 2016 mostly in the texas area i was just looking at like some of the rare songs that he's seen Mm -hmm. he's seen long road three times out of like six shows and i've only seen it once out of like 11 shows And I'm like, oh, I love Long Roads And I've never seen it. (laughs) I've seen it once. Let's see some of his rare rare ones. He got Act of Love in uh, 95. That's cool. I also got Act of Love that same same tour. Fortunate Son is also a good one. Yeah. I got Id. But yeah, I'm looking at his spreadsheet. There's so many songs that he saw one time, which tells you, like, that Pearl Jam is so great at switching up their set list and playing different stuff, you know? Yeah.
1: That's, I mean, I know we've talked about before, but they're like this, this hybrid of like a jam band and Mm -hmm. like just a monumental rock band, but because they don't, they don't really jam that much. Right. But I mean, they have extended parts of their songs and stuff like that, but they're definitely like a song band like they have mm-hmm. um strong song structure or whatever but
2: well and they they do that really cool thing where they play so many they play essentially two con- two normal bands concerts worth of songs right Does that makes sense all those words i just said yeah <laughs> they'll yeah. play twice as long as a, as a regular band fucking yep. tool plays like 12 songs total sure um and it's now they much have the some same lo- longer songs yeah but yeah um but you know pearl jam's doing 20 to 30 so they'll play all their hits and all the songs that they play at every show but then they have a whole nother set of whatever they want to play
1: couple encores yeah i mean it's like yeah it's insane man i mean again we've talked about it before because it's i think it's one of the things that makes so many diehard pearl jam fans is the fact that you really don't know what you're gonna get every
2: show right yeah well i'll just say i've seen them 11 times and i've seen 137 different songs
1: yeah man can't say that so, about hardly any other bands.
2: No, no. No, I've seen Tool three times, and I mean, there's only three or four songs that were different, you know? They right. played this song instead of this song this night, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I know it's not a set list, but I was just looking at his track list, too, and were we going to read mm-hmm.
2: that? Yeah, we can.
1: Well, I was just going to say, we don't have to read the whole thing, but um, it's another quick escape is on there. Mm -hmm. You're right. Keep seeing that one popping up on all these Ultimate Pearl Jam albums, man. That's that's another good sign to have, uh, I don't know, at this point, most bands, everyone's track list would be from the first four albums <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah um, it's nice yeah. to see consistently something off the new record pop up on mm-hmm. one of these track lists. Yeah. so yep thanks john appreciate the email man good to hear from you uh i like this one this one's from uh bob lee yeah he wrote in about Olay. he says uh brad's on the heels of backspacer <laughs> when i heard Olay on jimmy fallon i thought we were fucked I thought this is the rock bottom that every band hits before it limps off into irrelevance. You'd think after all of the great stuff that's happened since, I'd look back at Olay like you guys with sentimental appreciation, but that's not the case. It still sucks. I do like Buckle Up, and I'm looking forward to this week's episode, but even if it was as bad as many of my fellow Pearl Jam fans think it is, it would still be miles ahead of Olay. What do you say when you're spitting up on your bed,
2: Bob <laughs> Lee? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, man. I get it.
2: I like that. he still hates it today, <laughs> but he I mean, I think we I don't t- like that, but I like that he's he, he took a stance and he still doesn't like the song, so
1: well, and I think we talked about this a little bit, um, maybe it was a- another email, but if I had been looking for that as. I don't know. I just didn't look at it that way. Like it was a hint. It was going to be a hint at what was coming next. Right. I just kind yeah. of felt like I. it was just like this thing they were putting out. You know what it I mean? It was a one-off. Right. Because it wasn't like when they did can't deny me and they announced it as from the forthcoming Right. Pearl Jam record, yeah. you know. And then Yeah. no record came out and then that song was yeah, on it. Yeah.
2: To me, that was just a B-side that they were trying to have fun with in the Pearl Jam 20 era. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, I would have hated it, too, if I had been looking at it the way he did. I think a lot of people (laughs) looked at it that way, you know?
2: Yeah, totally. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it, man. All right. We got Brian Cohen next. Uh, I'm going to read Paul Mazie next. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm going to do a little switch up here on you. Uh, I see what's happening. Uh, You motherfuckers. (laughs) I think that's what that means. Right? Or no? I think so. Okay. <laughs> or
1: Yo Motherfuckers.
2: Uh, yo Motherfuckers. Been a hot minute since I wrote an email to you guys. I've really been digging the Gigatron single song episodes. I love the deep dives. 7 O'Clock is such a stellar song. And I'll tell you what. I'm a true believer in uh, POTUS number 45 and I don't give a fuck. I sing along to every word of 7 O'Clock. See? And quick escape for that matter.
1: That There you go i like that attitude (laughs) yeah i'm serious
2: uh me too that's that's why i wanted to read this one
1: yeah
2: and the next one that you're gonna read uh i'm not gonna let some piddly little thing like not agreeing about politics get in the way of enjoying a badass song there you go the ultimate album was super fun to listen to lions crushed that one I, i i agree Tried finding the porch podcast a while back, couldn't, but stumbled across one called Front Porch Swingers. Gave it five minutes. It's not about old people enjoying a peaceful evening on the veranda. (laughs) (laughs) Not my bag, baby. Oh, Hmm. shit.
1: That's funny. Uh, (laughs) Front Porch Swingers.
2: Yeah. um, Hmm. I wonder if it's not about old people enjoying a peaceful evening. I wonder what it could be about. (laughs) I don't know, Brad. Hmm. Uh, Stone was on XM today talking about all things Gigatron. Pretty technical right up Lion's Alley. Check it out for show. For show, I can't say it.
1: Man, you're butchering all the lingo,
2: dude. Yeah, that's another thing. We've been talking about this for weeks is Stone doing the Gigatron track by track. Yeah. I still haven't listened to that yet. Mm -mm. Maybe this week while I'm at the lake on vacation. Oh, just... (laughs) sitting by the water with a mai tai (laughs) yeah, little umbrella in the cup yeah yeah uh i always look forward to your shows i'm sure i can speak for many when i say your show is like chatting with friends about a band you love i'm pretty sure that 311 day 2020 back in march was the last concert in america fortunately i was there i'm i am jealous dude I wish I had gone to that. There, that was right when Corona Palooza started going gangbusters <laughs> and shutting everything down. Uh, before you know it, this bastard virus will be behind us, and we'll be we'll all be back to rocking in the free world. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, I remember three eleven day this year and wondering if it was going to happen because that was like, I think March eleventh which they played on the 10th and the 11th but I think March 11th is when the NBA shut down and Pearl Jam had like announced the day before that they were postponing
1: yeah that all happened like that week I feel like Mm mhm yeah
2: that seems like so long ago NBA (laughs) I think they like stopped in the middle of games there were games going on and then they just told everyone to get off the fucking court yeah man crazy yeah that was that does seem like so long ago it wasn't that's Mm
1: -hmm. what's even weirder about it all right so we got let's see thanks again paul appreciate it so we got lucy up next yeah yeah all right a little long actually the uh subject says long one but full of love so she says hello to my favorite brads in the whole world Hope this email finds you safe and well. Me, I'm excited like a hyperactive kid in a candy store for the 2021 European new tour dates. Uh, right, because Lucy is in Israel. God, did I get that wrong?
2: Uh, I'm pretty
1: sure you're right, but I'll, I'll let it you
2: make I'll, I'll fall
1: on that sword. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> yes. to stick with Israel I just yeah. That sounds that sounds right. That's where I think Lucy's from. If
2: yeah, Pearl right. Jam announced they they rescheduled the 2021 European dates, right. which is super exciting for all of our European listeners. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, she said uh, happy to say I got my hands on a GA ticket to the Krakow show as well as the new added show in Prague uh now please god make 2021 a big compensation for fucking so bad with my 2020 concert plans <laughs> better don't mess with the girls plans for july 2021 that's true god what if they, we still couldn't do shows then could you imagine there's no way
2: that's gonna i mean happen. i should never i mean, say that. in the u.s <laughs> that's true we'll see We'll see. I don't don't know if it's... Yeah, I don't want to say anything. Yeah. We'll go on another coronavirus rant. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, She says, Glad you guys finally got to 7 o'clock. Yay. It's one of my favorites from the album, but this was not love on first listening. Uh, well, well, there's a lot to take in with this song. I'm still amazed that Gigaton is so relevant, not just in the context of current events, politics, Trump's presidency, climate change, etc., but also dealing with, his, with this terrible pandemic. It's like Eddie predicted the future. So here are my thoughts on this song. Uh, I believe this song is important to Eddie and the rest of the band. It kind of represents the theme for the whole album if only because of its position as a track in the middle of the album, like Jeremy Rearview mirror, corduroy, those songs were placed in their albums, middle section. And they are important songs that dictate the atmosphere for the entire album. I, I, I can see that as being kind of, that song is kind of like a s- thematic centerpiece for the record.
2: Totally. Yeah. You know? I hadn't thought about that until Me I was either. reading this, but yeah. I'm like, yeah, it totally makes sense for sure.
1: Uh, It is as if they wanted us to pay special attention to this song, asking us to take a stand and taking action in a way only Eddie can put into words. As Eddie says, this is no time for depression or self-indulgent hesitance. Basically saying, it's 7am, so grab yourself together, get the fuck up and do something. He's urging us to act now because because there's so much to be done and too much at stake. These words are so relevant to me these days, as my own country is roaring up with protests against our corrupt prime minister and government. As a citizen of my country, but also as part of humanity, I share the same feeling as Eddie. There are no longer great leaders like Sitting Bull or Crazy Horse. Our elected officials spread hatred and division to make people quarrel with each other while they are sucking the planet from its resources. This song is so powerful, both in terms of lyrics and music. So many layers are exposed while listening. The sound is created with depth that characterizes the in- entire production of this album. It is the assemblage of all of the component components. God damn. I was like, oh, I got assemblage right, and then I fucked up yeah. components. <laughs> Because I didn't see assemblage coming until right when it happened.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) It is the assemblage of all of the components that creates such a harmony of layers. And Eddie's singing only flatters this whole. The outro section, which is the song's final two minutes, it is so special. Eddie's vocals at its best. Can't wait to hear it live. Uh, You got to love Josh Evans for mixing all that magic in because such a heavy song with so many lyrics and musical elements could have sounded very jarring and overly made in the hands of another music producer she's totally fucking right about that like that's the that's why this that song works so well is because like we talked about the the instrumentation and parts of the instrumentation is so simple it kind of takes all these disparate parts and helps it glue together in a way you know what I mean mm-hmm. she says I read an article where Josh explained seven o'clock was pieced together from different portions of a jam early in the recording sessions and then layered with new elements later on I guess that this is his method of creating such weight and volume for the sound I love it I wonder in fact if the relevance of this song will survive the future as well unfortunately I think so Thank you for being a part of my weekly routine. Big thanks for putting a smile on my face. I need those moments where you guys make me smile in private without anyone understanding what's so funny to me. Big hug, Lucy. Thanks, Lucy. Got one
2: left, right? Do you want me to read her special request?
1: Oh, okay. I'll read it. Uh, Oh, and a special request to Mr. Lyons. Dude, I think it is time for a solo episode with recommendations for all those new albums you uh, are listening to lately. All this free time made possible thanks to COVID-19 leaves me craving for new music. While I'm so excited to the point of body tingling about Alanis Morissette's new album and looking forward to All Them Witches' new album next month, Uh, She says, they're my new obsession. I'd love to hear your recommendations on new music coming out this year. Yeah, man. There's been tons of shit that came out. Yeah, I almost can't keep up with... Normally, those cycles work where it's kind of like the way that they pick when a movie is released. It's like, oh, well, this other big album is coming out that week, so let's... Let's put ours back a week so that we're not competing with the first week of that album. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. some sort of order to how that all that kinda of works. And now people are just like, Well, fuck it. My tour's cancelled. <laughs> Everything right. that was built around this record that was supposed to come out, you know, either over the over the spring or over the summer, uh, is all fucked. So let's just everyone just put their shit out. And right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not used <laughs> to that. So it's like I'm used to being able to like really dive into a new record, right, and not have and just four have or that. five other ones that right. I also want to dive into. Yeah, it's a good problem is, to
2: have. Th- is there a new Alanis Moore set that's out? Do you know? I don't think it's been. I
1: don't think it's out yet. But okay. I, I knew that she had something brewing, right? So I mean, I want to listen to it. I was a fan Me of her. Me too. That's why I'm
2: asking. She was another one of those '90s. Acts that I loved. Yeah. Were we talking about her that Jagged Little Pill sold like a hundred billion copies, but nobody realizes that?
1: It was like, like one of the biggest. I mean, I think it's been beaten, but it went like uh, diamond. I don't know how many. I mean, yeah. a few times. Yes. Yeah. Worldwide, it was a huge record. Yeah.
2: Huge. Crazy. And I'm not saying like I can't believe it. I just didn't realize it was that big yeah
1: massive that was the first time i found out about taylor hawkins was watching the mm-hmm. the jagged little pill live tour video that came out and you know when he was playing with her right before he left to go to the foo fighters right that and i remember seeing him on the vmas when Alanis played for the first time back there playing the drums i was like who
2: the fuck is
1: that dude
2: such a good fit for Dave Grohl. So good,
1: yeah, man. Two drummers like that working together, right? Yeah. Holy shit! Well, thanks again, Lucy. Appreciate it, and I'd love to do another solo episode. Mm-hmm. I'll figure out how to make that happen. All this, all
2: this free time you have. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now is our final email from brian cohen okay brads first let me say i fucking love your show last week i kept checking spotify daily for the update because it makes my week i actually liked your breakdown of folklore by taylor swift but let's get pearl jam going so after today's show i decided to go back on one i never heard Riot Act. I have never laughed so much while hearing an album review. I fucking love Brad B's super fickle review. Also, how do you love all or none, but I am mine is too slow. Classic Brad B. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Brian, you are so just, you've drilled down to the center of the weirdness.
2: I mean, (laughs) I can't defend myself, can I? Not really. Hey, man, okay. <laughs> you got your thing. Just you be you, man. Mm-hmm. I'm saying give it another try because it took me until 2020, 18 years after first hearing it, to appreciate what it was. I'll tell you about that. So I drive all day, and I have albums I reserve for rainy days. My go-to is Let It Be. But one day after listening to Gigaton five times that week, I decided to give my least favorite Pearl Jam album a try. I always hated the monotoneness of Eddie on a few songs in a row, like Ghost Through Thumbing My Way. I just wish he had more emotion in those. But I played it through on this rainy long drive day, and I sang along with every song. And it hit me. It's a big sing-along album. There's no trying to keep up with Ed's screams or long notes. It's just a chill, laid-back album. Not like Let It Be chill, but Pearl Jam-style chill. So I'm asking for a new visit to Riot Act. Put it on in the car and go for an hour ride and just sing along. Maybe you'll find something I did that you didn't know existed. And if you don't find new appreciation, we'll at least get another hilarious podcast. Take care, guys. Brian. Well, we're
1: going to deliver half of that to you. I don't know about a hilarious podcast. I don't know if that's <laughs> happening today. But yeah, we're definitely going to dig into some Riot Act. <clears throat> so. Yeah thanks for that email man should we uh well we're not gonna do facts and stuff right so no
2: no well Everybody first of all it came out i sure. should
1: i should go ahead we haven't done any you know of the things professional podcasters are supposed to do which is um <laughs> if you would like to email the show you can email us at singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com say hey on social media and if you'd like to support the show Head over to patreon.com, P A T R E O N.com slash single podcast theory. Now we can dig into some Riot Act. Yes.
2: Let's just jump into it. Everyone knows the album came out November 2002. It's their seventh studio album, first tour, first, I mean, first album since 9 11. And first you know thing since since Roskilde happened right yeah it's a pretty dark
1: record i think i feel like it's a dark record maybe i won't yes yeah it's a dark record um, It is with one of my favorite openers <laughs> personally so i'm excited about that so let's just jump into this shit let's go back to 2002 brad mm-hmm. what do you say turn it up
2: This rock. Oh, wait, no.
1: Do you remember hearing this the first time? I was pretty psyched about this song the first
2: time I heard it. Um, I don't remember specifically, but I was like the opposite. Uh, okay. I think Brian kind of touched on something that I don't think I ever realized, but Eddie, his voice is very like subdued yeah. in a lot of these songs. Yep. And I think that's part of what I don't like about this album that makes
1: sense I get that Mike making all his delayed swelly whale noises yeah i
2: like that stuff i yeah. just this song is kind of kind of got like a folksy thing to it really that's what you hear that's interesting
1: yeah. That drum
2: beat yeah that drum beat with the you know uh like acoustic guitar right Maybe it's not folksy. I don't know what it is. What would you call it? What would you call it? If it's not folksy
1: badass, (laughs) that's what I call it. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why I like it so much I I don't know how to Hmm. categorize it, I guess. I mean it is very no code though and, and just in terms of like this is a a tense opener that never really like resolves it just kind of like kind of keeps going and then you come into this like the big rock right just like you do with Hail yeah. Hail you know
2: Yeah well this starts up now I'm like all right here we go all I'm right. in I always love this song because I feel like I've had friends or one friend in particular saying these things to me, you know, like a friend wanting to pick me up and help me when I'm down. Oh, right. And being like, fuck you about it not even being like nice about it you know what i mean acting
1: like a big man baby
2: yeah (laughs) yes
1: i'm good at that too And then there's this. Yeah. That fucking bass line. Matt crushes this song, dude.
0: Yeah. Cause there is but you Something within you That's taking control
2: Yeah there's there's the vocals I want to hear yeah
1: Another one of Brad B's
3: favorites.
1: (laughs) I love this song coming out. Mm. Little LBC.
0: Comes love and then comes pain. Let the games begin. Questions arise and answers fall in Love, bone. Love Captain Take the reins and steer us
1: So good.
2: <laughs> I I love the lyrics. I love it. You do? I mean You just don't yeah, like the music. Not to be, yeah, it's just it's too like slow and like I said, Ed's voice is slow? What are you talking about? You just said uh, that over <laughs> this huge like tom run.
1: <laughs> it's just like a slow, it's like slow. <laughs>
2: Come on. I don't know. It just doesn't grab me like no, I other it. songs. Uh, I mean, I—I I mean, look. I love that if people get into this song, you know, and it's emotional for them and they love it. That's cool, Brad. Why won't you let other people thing. like this song, man? Because <laughs> their just opinions are wrong. You just need to like what I like and not like what I don't like.
1: I'm muting your mic for the rest of the that's show. Right.
2: But much like Paul Maisie, I will I will turn this up and listen to it and sing my heart out live live yeah even yeah. if I'm listening to it like in the car really I don't I, yeah I don't you hate don't, this song I just don't mm, like you kind of made it sound like you it. hate this song N- No, I'm sorry all right all right I can it's live just with that it's all right it's. Plus it goes like, you know, it goes up and down. Like it goes in ways. Like this part I like. This other part, like the beginning, I don't like. Fickle. Dude 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 called me fickle, and that's it's true. About as spot on as you can get. Yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> But come on, love is all you need? All you need is love? You can't go I, wrong with that's, that. Yeah, I love it.
1: Crop duster. That's what I should nickname Aiden. That kid just walks around <laughs> farting constantly. Uh, yeah, I love it. I don't understand. I mean, I yeah, he just doesn't give a shit at all. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now this
2: this song I love.
1: Yeah, I, I thought do this like, one the, you like. I
2: love this song. I love the uh, the weird. Does this have a weird uh, time signature or drum? The drums uh, are kind of.
1: Yeah, there's a, it's this, this there's like grouping of seven thing. I think again, I think it's a bar of four and a bar of three. Yeah.
2: Yeah, this is this is a
1: Jeff song, right? You know what? I don't know, but it sounds like it.
2: Yeah.
0: And
2: this part? See you like that?
3: Yeah. Yeah, you don't make yeah. any sense. <laughs>
2: You know, I could see this song is... I don't think they've... I don't know. I wonder what the stats are for this song. Because this seems like it'd be kind of boring live. Maybe. Uh, uh, Actually, I get that.
1: I don't know, though. How many songs do they play? Even if you don't love the song, are they boring? You know?
2: Yeah, I'm just saying... Uh, not that it's a bad song I don't know well no you just said you love this song no I love it I do love it I'm just saying it seems like I could see people being bored by this song live. live yeah I can see that because people are assholes
1: Interesting. Um, <laughs> now I was just looking up, and right, maybe this place is wrong, uh, but it says the this song was written by the whole band and Adam Casper. Hmm. It's interesting. Didn't know that. Getting some getting some mailbox money from the I'm publishing at- on that one. <laughs> Crop duster.
2: No, Crop Duster in the booklet says it's a Matt Cameron song. Oh, okay. Which well, that makes I'll, I'll sense. Trust too. That. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go by that. Now Ghost. This is a Jeff song. Okay. I love that tone. Octave pedal, bro. It sounds so cool. So dirty. Yeah. Uh, This is a great song. I love this song. And I think uh, this is a song that I think a lot of fans don't like, which I don't understand. Oh, yeah? A lot of these songs just kind of end yeah you know what I'm saying like well but in part of that they don't uh, f- they don't have like proper finishes yeah they don't like fade out
1: or yeah Adam Casper is a really um what's the right word for it he he lets a lot just kind of be I feel like some producers would really, like, maybe want to work on endings and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know... He's kind of raw. Yeah, he's... Because there's other uh, records that he's done that I really love, like, um, one of the early... I think it was actually her, like, second or third record, but the Cat Power record, You Are Free, uh, was her first big record, and he, he produced that record... And Eddie's on it and Dave Grohl's on it I think Eddie's on it twice actually mm-hmm. maybe it's just mm-hmm. once but that <coughs> excuse me I got the cough too uh, that record's real just I mean raw to the point of borderline shitty mm. you know so he kind of lets things be I don't, he doesn't clean up a lot I guess is what I'm saying Here's your shanty, your your <laughs> yes. Irish sea shanty.
2: Yep. <laughs> <Arr>. R <Arr>, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, st- I still, I still don't love it. Again, the the the. Um, the meaning, the lyrics, are very emotional and heartfelt, and I get that. I, but I just, I don't know.
1: Man, I kind of forgot how much you don't like this record. Yeah, now I'm kind of bummed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks, Brad. Because, <laughs> th- like I said, I songs. Haven't, I haven't listened to this song or this <laughs> record in so long, and I'm actually looking through the track list, and I'm like all these songs that i really like <laughs> yeah and you're just like man
2: the songs i like i i love but the ones i don't like you don't I like them i really don't i really don't like yeah and there's uh that ratio is way more right down the middle R- with this than record most of their other albums yeah like the the ratio is to like I like 90% of most albums. This one is more half and half. I got you. But i always get down with a Mike McCready outro solo.
1: Even though it sounds very similar to Dissident? You don't make any sense, Brad. How dare you? Well, what about this one? You don't like this one. <laughs> you really don't like this one. Uh... Yeah, okay. Well, let's listen. <laughs>
2: what it just goes back to eddie's you know just his little like no emotion in his voice what are you talking about (laughs) no emotion in his voice well like it's not like a hard rocking song it's just very slow and acoustic yeah but you love buckle
1: up too what kind of (laughs) Like, what are
2: you talking about? Because that song's weird. That song's weird. Yeah? And he's not singing it like in a whisper. He's like singing it. Buckle up. He's like kind of like a character singing that song. It's weird. This is just so like wispy and I'm just stumbling my way. Uh, (sighs) Ugh.
0: The question. There's a springtime here. I'm following my way back to here I wish that I could hold you I wish
2: that I had mm. According to Eddie Vedder, the song is about a person in turmoil and hitchhiking your way through a broken heart man why don't you talk about this song and why you love it so much i mean i hear
1: i've always said that this record has a lot more of the almost i mean i like this record so i'm not trying to knock it but mumbly Mm -hmm. he's a little mumbly Mm-hmm. Like he's not totally opening his mouth all the way. Right. But to me, like that doesn't bother me. To me, it kind of puts me in a place where it, it's just this dude playing acoustic, singing this song. Because that's the thing about Adam Casper is like this <coughs> is a perfect example. I'm noticing for some reason on this listen through the record that like, all of the drum sounds on this record are room sounds. Yeah. They're not a bunch of, like, the close mic snare. Uh, I mean, there's songs, some of the more up songs, like, the kick's way out there, but the cymbals, and that sounds like it's, like, all overheads and room sounds. Right. And to me, that, like, for this song uh, specifically, kind of we've talked about this before, like, puts me in a place. I don't know. I feel like the simplicity of it, and that it's a little rough, like, there's parts where the drums just get a little bit off from the guitars, uh, but that's what's endearing about it to me. That's what... I love that they can have these huge, like, quick escape songs, or, Mm -hmm. uh, or even on this record, you've got, you got Save You, um i know you don't like it but you got a big song like i am mine you are is next but in the middle of it is this sweet quaint little
2: organic thing i don't know i just like it a lot i think what i'm kind of hearing i mean let's listen to this for a second Fucking A, dude. This is. This shit is amazing. Yep. Oh. Now, this, like, this. I've said it a million times. This is, like, a top five song for me. Sure. This song is just. That fucking warm, warm bass line.
1: Yeah, you're right about that, that, for sure.
2: Gritty guitar and yeah. whatever that we've talked about it the weird drum loop thing going on on the guitar yeah that it's it's i guess it's yeah it's playing through like a he's playing guitar like through a drum machine or some crazy shit. oh this song is amazing the that lyric that lyric this right here oh yeah. come on And this is, okay, you talk about vocals, this song is not a loud rock song, and he's not singing it like that, but the emotion and the way he's singing it in this song is fucking amazing.
1: Sure, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that.
2: This is a Matt song. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Um. He even gets credited with the uh, lyrics. Him and Eddie. Yeah,
1: I wonder how much was Matt and how much was Eddie. Yeah.
2: And I'm I'm assuming he's he's doing a backup vocals.
1: It sounds. That's Eddie, right there. Right. Oh, you mean like harmonies?
2: Harmonies, yeah. yeah. Probably. This, whatever this is, fucking robot guitar. Robo guitar. (laughs) Yeah, I love it.
1: I wonder too for for you or, or other people where this is um, you know I guess just a least favorite Pearl Jam record.
2: Yeah, right. I'm, I'm not alone in in that thought. No, no, no. process. Oh, absolutely that this not. Is not you know their best album. I just wonder if it's
1: because there's 15 songs. I wonder if if they had yeah. kind of pared it down to a normal or more normal like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Um and and ended up with a lot of cool lost dogs and maybe a more yeah. concise, you know, I don't know. Record. Because because I do agree with you, while I love songs like Thumbing My Way, they are they do like, like that song sticks out. Mm-hmm. To me, save for the fact that it's got like all or none on it I don't know those it seems like it should have just been like a more (coughs) quick and dirty to the point kind of rock record right because yeah what if it was this song okay so what would you cut
2: (laughs) what I mean
1: what what let's say four songs could you cut and you feel like you'd be left with a much better record
2: I mean Love Boat Captain and Thumbing My Way okay would come off okay but I would make it more of a rock album I would keep Can't Keep yeah because I do like that as an album opener we've talked about this that a lot of their albums kind of have like a pre-album song like Can't Keep or Sometimes right um where in uh brain of J, like these songs that kind of don't go with the rest of the album and you get that song out of the way and then the album kind of takes off right. so i would i would leave can't keep on there but yeah i mean i would take some of the more chill songs. slower yeah, yeah. uh Lobo boat captain thumbing my way Mm, maybe help, help. Even and I'm, I'm not saying I hate help, help, help. Yeah, have kind of. I think both of us have kind of come around to that song. Sure, but that would have been a that would be a cool Lost Dogs track.
1: Did you Did you like this song that we just talked through? Do you right. like this song? I love this
2: song. Yeah, yeah dude, it. fucking just rocks. This is a Matt Cameron, hundred percent. He you, gets you he gets words it. and music, and yeah, listening to this now. This totally reminds me of, um, what's the his Gigaton track, uh, Take the Long Way? Yeah. Totally, like, man. I hear, I, I feel like I'm hearing both songs at the same time. Yeah, this is
1: Matt Cameron all day long right here. Yeah. Great. I'm glad that we talked through your, one of your few favorite songs <laughs> on the record. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: I like this song. I do too. Like, <laughs> the G R E E. I-, I could do without that.
1: What?
2: Him in the beginning, the G R E E. G R. Oh, yeah, you got it going, dude. <laughs> Now, wasn't there something about this song? <sighs> there was like an Easter egg about the lyrics or something about this song that I never knew until like a year ago. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Somebody somebody listening will help me out. There's something. Oh, that's what it is. He's saying greed. Greed disease, like G-R-E-E-D. Well, oh, I didn't know that. What you say I could see this being on Lost Dogs. There's nothing like particularly great about this song, and and again, that's not even me. So I like the song, right? You know, yeah. But this is another one that's 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 what this album kind of suffers from. Is none of these songs just like stick with me? This is an yeah. album that like if when I listen to it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I like the song. I like that song. I don't love that one, but I still listen to it. Um and then I don't even think about it again. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. I think I, I mean, I is... like
1: it more than you do, but I think I fall yeah. into that in a, in a certain way.
2: But as we're sitting here listening, I feel like the the songs that I don't love um, I kind of feel like it's because I got to be in a certain mood to like receive these songs. Whereas there are other albums that I love, I can listen to all the way through Anytime, and it's more yeah. of like a cohesive 45 to 55 minutes of music. Sure. Where This one is kind of like, I, I got to be in a certain mood for I am mine. And then I got to be in a certain mood for this or a certain mood for green disease.
1: Well, I got to be or- in a certain mood for your nonsense. <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, I do think it's probably just too long of a record, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, this is a this is a Jeff song. No. Yeah. And- <laughs> it doesn't sound like it at all but that's what i'm saying like uh, this is two jeff songs two matt songs yeah so far it it, yeah it's a little long
1: everyone wanted to get their publishing on this record
2: yeah yeah i I, this would be one of the four that i cut I hope if anyone is in the Pearl Jam camp listening to this, th- this is not the episode they give the band to check us out. Well, if they're listening, it's too late for that.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
2: Are we just assholes just sitting here? Am I... An asshole. I was just say it. you need to take the, the we out of that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Am I the asshole? The sitting here ripping these songs like a fool? No, man. That's like, what what, what we have do. I ever done? What is that uh, saying about like those who can do, those who can't criticize or something like that? Yeah, that's fucking true. So, I'm just a big fucking asshole.
1: That's <sighs> you, Brad. I imagine we're going to get lots of letters, emails this week, that Bradby is a real asshole. Did you hear Riot Act Take Two? What a dick. <laughs> he should eat a dick. Let's just be honest. We're just trying to like talk over Help Help, basically. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we got Bush Leaguer. Mm-hmm. Should
2: we talk over it? Oh, man. What? I I just pine for the days of the George Bush presidency. Well,
1: here we go. Here's a little take. We're going to get a little taste. (laughs) Go back a little bit here.
2: Oh, you know what you should do? Dude, I I like this song. I know. I'm telling you, I kind of do now. But you know what? I would love you to do or somebody. Mm. I think this would be awesome. Take all the best George Bush quotes and put them in the. Just put them in the song. Well, I'll be
1: the decider of that, Brad.
2: (laughs) What do you mean? Remember, if it's good or
1: not. Was, didn't he say that he was the decider what was that oh. thing he said
2: oh it was something like uh, that yeah god I ruined it can't get fooled fool me once can't get fooled fool me again what, what I'm trying to say is you can't fool me I can't get fooled <laughs> that was some classic <laughs> shit dude
0: that's funny. yeah dude <laughs> Here,
2: it makes the job
0: simple Born on third six you got a triple.
2: Yeah, again another weird just quiet vocal. Yeah.
1: I don't know if this will make sense but and this song is a good kind of extreme example of it but i almost feel like (sighs) this record he's so uh, it's almost like he's tongue-in-cheek kind of lazy with the vocals a lot on this record almost in in that like i don't give a fuck mm-hmm because they were pretty you know not
2: happy politically at, the at time. this time yeah. yeah um well they were going through some shit 9-11 had just happened it's pretty Roskild dark had, yeah yeah it was a yeah And this is a Stone song. I always, I guess, I always thought this was a Jeff song.
1: Yeah, the music sounds like something uh, Stone would write. I feel like. Mm.
2: It is crazy to think that this song, of all the songs I don't like on the record, this is the one that has totally come around.
1: Yeah, that's funny. For for me. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about it for me that, like, this is a good example, which is maybe why I like records like this maybe more than you do. And again, like... Mm-hmm. I know you don't hate this record and it sounds like you're just shitting all of this record which isn't true right and it probably sounds like I like this record a lot more than I actually do just because of that you know what I'm saying Yeah. but I do this record does um, kind of represent something for me that I love about Pearl Jam which is that a lot of bands just try and write the Alives the even flows, right? Yeah. Like they're always, every song has, they're trying to make it the biggest song that they've had, right? Mm. Which is different with Pearl Jam, I feel like. I feel like they just write and they sometimes it's a song that a band member has completely written on their own and brought in. Sometimes it's just a riff that's got brought in and they all collaborate and write together. Um, but, even Bushligar, I feel like it comes from the same processes in the same place that a huge song came from. You know what right. I mean, yeah, it's just that they show all of their creativity and their art mm-hmm. is maybe yeah. is the best way to say it, and this is an totally. example of it, you know
2: and and that's i mean i that's what I love about them. I right. don't want to listen to ten. Exactly. Every three years. Right. I don't want 10 in verses over and over and over again. So even the songs that I don't love, I respect the shit out of them for writing them and putting them out.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I, 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 I kind of like bands where I'm going to be disappointed every once in a while, but it's because they take chances. Exactly.
2: You know, so. and, and, and also to you know say it once again I don't skip any of these songs yeah I, when I want, when I'm in the mood for like Riot Act I'll listen to the whole thing yeah so
1: well, yeah it's one of those records where when I don't know it's a nice Pearl Jam palette cleanser for me sometimes because mm-hmm. all their records are just they have so many records that I feel like are just classic fucking records yeah
2: and, dude, if it's like, well, I don't like the way Eddie's singing on this, well, I'll focus on the bass line. Yeah, there's you no know lot. I mean? of- or I'll be like, I don't love this song, but oh shit, here comes Mike with a killer solo. You know? Yeah.
1: Right. Speaking of which, let's get back to that because now we're mm. talking through one of my favorite songs.
2: Like,
3: mm hmm.
1: See, sometimes they write even flow, and sometimes they write arc,
2: (laughs) yeah, and sometimes
1: they write uh, save you. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they just kind of let it be what it is and find something interesting. And if they think it's interesting, they put it on the record. I love it. Do you like this song? You like this song? (laughs) You love this this song.
2: Yeah, I love I'm, it. I think it uh, classic Pearl Jam outro song. Oh, Just listen to that. The warmth.
1: You see, I can't tell if you're being serious or not.
2: I'm being a hundred. I'm being hundred percent okay. serious. I know I'm laughing, but no, I'm serious. I love it. Listen to that. Like that. Uh, what's that? What's the guitar effect? That the wah 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 Is that what it is? It's not a wah pedal, is it? Hold on, let me listen. I
0: don't
2: know, there's just kind of like a spacey vibe dripping off of the guitar.
1: Yeah, that's probably Mike with, like, all his Hendrix shit on. Yeah,
2: totally. But the, I mean, just, I don't know how, I don't know, warmth. The bass is so, like, warm. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. And then Mm. you got, you know, the, what is the, um, what's he playing the drums with? What are the? Brushes?
1: Brushes, yeah. Yeah. But you do realize that, like, I'm just pointing this out that everything you say you hate about this record is, like, all summed up in this song. In a way. Like, it, it's some pretty mumbly lyrics. Mm hmm. It's that chill. Just. Yeah. Okay.
2: But maybe that's what I was going to, uh, what I was trying to get at. Like, this song all that stuff it's all context all that stuff to be on the final song that's like the mood that's the vibe i'm looking for when the song ends like a release or a immortality right or this mm-hmm. but when you it. sprinkle that stuff in the middle and the beginning of the album it's not we're not for here you. for that no not
1: here for that oh shit To
0: the one I'll never please. But I still try to run home. You know, I still try to run home. Let us go.
2: Little plinky piano in the background. Come on, man. This song's amazing.
1: She is. Riot Act Take Two. Yeah.
2: Love that last song. Man. Yeah. Well. Mike, Mike's doing some great stuff on that outro. Per use. <laughs>
1: well, we did it, man.
2: Yeah. That went by really quick. It did. To me. Yeah, It seemed man. like, the, you know, 15 songs, you're like, oh, boy. It was gr- but it, it went by... It, no, sorry, go ahead. We got some latency just, going. Saying, it, yeah, it goes by quick.
1: Yeah, it's. Um, it was nice to... Because I knew it had been so long since I listened to this record, and it's mm-hmm. not like I've never heard this record before. It was nice right, to right. not have to listen to it before the show and getting to listen to it for the first time in so long. Yeah. As a record, obviously I've heard a lot of these songs over the year but um i don't know it was uh it was good to revisit it for myself too because so much of the time we you know obviously especially with new stuff like with the Gigaton stuff it's like man this is new like i need to listen through it and really right whatever but when it's a record from 2002 Mm -hmm. um i'm glad i had a little space it was nice listening to it again you know
2: yeah, I mean, listening to it overall, I don't think I've really changed my mind on anything. Um, like I said, Bush Leaguer, and I guess Ark. Like, I used to like kind of make fun of that song, but knowing what it's truly about kind of changes, changes my view right. on it. Yeah, because you were kind of
1: bagging on it in the first episode,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, I felt <laughs> bad. A couple people... A couple people pointed out like the meaning behind that song and I'm like, oh, I'm a dick. <laughs>
1: There's Brad B again. Mm-hmm. Man. So All right. Well But yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna go get some sleep. Yeah, dude. Enjoy the rest of your time off,
2: man. Thanks. That's awesome. I Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, we're gonna go to the lake. It's uh we're celebrating like Amanda's birthday. She finished her 2-year degree and she's going to be Did I tell you she's going to be moving out next month? Yeah, she's getting her own place with her boyfriend. So we're kind of celebrating all these all these things. How going excited are you? Like, yeah. I'm pretty excited. I'm not excited about her moving out. If no. that's what you meant. No, I know you're not excited about that. <laughs> no no i just want her to stay here the rest of her life she doesn't need to get out there and do oh things my and god see things. of course not she'll be fine but why would
1: she need to grow as a person <laughs> and learn how to right. handle real life on her own yeah that's useless she can't.
2: right she'll be f- you know i can show her you know records and movies from our home right here yeah that'll be great for her for her growth as a human being yeah oh it's just sad no i do. of course i want her to get out and do those things but at the same time i just want her to be a six-year-old little girl i hear that man so
1: well on that note oh, yeah
2: way to be a downer <laughs>
1: yeah let's bag on a record and talk about sad shit at the end yeah love you guys uh we'll be back uh in two weeks with another episode. Until then, I'm Brad
2: Lyons. And I am Brad Blazik, saying, you helped me when I was down, I'll help you when you're down. Wait, what What, what song was that from? Uh, let's Save You. Let's Save You, cool. I'm gonna save you, fucker. Bye, fucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh... And that's, that's how my you, fucker that's, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's, that's how you end the show.